Hello, tentative listener. We're looking for well-rounded designers to join our teams in Austin, Boston, London, Raleigh-Durham, New York, and San Francisco, who are interested in growing their design and consulting skill set over time. As a designer at ThoughtBot, you collaborate with developers and clients to turn ideas into great products that people love to use and help grow successful businesses. ThoughtBot works with companies in every step of the process to help identify and solve problems. We lead and participate in product design sprints, build high-quality apps, and then deploy them. We use emerging and effective technologies and methods on both internal and client projects. We believe there is a better way to work, and we want to find it and share it with as many people as possible. Visit thoughtbot.com jobs to learn more about working at ThoughtBot and to apply. They're pretty disappointing sometimes, except if they're French fries. Yeah. Or pizza. There's still time. We can go to Wendy's. I'm kind of thinking about it. But I'll feel even worse after that, Tom. Will you? Yes. Or will you feel amazing because you just had a Frosty? I never feel good after fast food. It's the complete opposite of going to the gym. I always feel good after the gym. (laughs) Always feel good. I never regret it. And then I always regret it after fast food. Fair enough. I've never regretted it. I mean, whoa, never not regretted it? Never unregretted it. Have a good show. Bye, thank you. <laughs> never unregretted it. Regretted it. It's 2020, Kyle. Welcome. Same to you. Thanks. What are some of your design goals this for this uh, these next couple of months? What are you What are you thinking about? I don't know what my design goals are. Hmm. So set goals. <laughs> One of the the few thoughtbot things that I have listed. I'm running mm-hmm. through the things in my head. Mm-hmm. One of them is helping and encouraging the team to promote the work that they do a bit more. Yeah. And the other thing is starting to create some sort of education for consulting so that we can better support people and their consulting journey here at mm-hmm. the bot. Those are good. Mine are kind of similar too, especially the consulting one. Running some design sprint workshops with developers and whoever else wants to join in the Boston office to give an overview of what each day entails, actually, it's going to be about a three and a half hour workshop where we actually do a design sprint in a very, very, very concentrated, quick form. So the whole point of it is to run through exercises that we usually do, but explaining why we do them mm-hmm. to kind of help educate people on how the sprint is used as a tool. So knowing at what points in that process when you um, need to pivot and ask certain questions and do things to get a certain result at the end of a day. So it should be fun. We're doing like four of them. They're really intimate, like four participants with a facilitator. So yeah. The workshops that I've done in the past that are in the same vein have always been huge groups. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the smallest was 20 people. Wow. And so it was a little more complicated. I feel like a a small group of like four to five people would be really nice. Like, that's a nice design sprint group to begin with. Yeah. 
Well, part of it too is is helping educate them so they can then too co-facilitate a sprint. Yeah. So it's definitely like a training and the smaller, I think the fewer people, the better in that kind of a, that kind of an objective. Certainly. Do you have any tips for leading large groups? Like what's the largest group you've, you've led? Do you remember? The biggest group I've led wasn't a full design sprint. It was like half of ThoughtBot. So about 50-ish people through design exercise. So we were running through, it was Summer Summit a few years mm-hmm. ago. And we In were, New York. Yeah. And we were trying to come up with better ways to provide feedback for each other. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I sort of handled and facilitated that was coming prepared with sort of a problem statement that uh, was based on collecting feedback beforehand, just mm-hmm. presenting the problem statement and sort of like, because this was a group of people that felt the pain, it was easy to have people understand and agree with the problem statement. And then we did a series of design exercises and came up with two different solutions to test. Cool. But sort of handled it, breaking apart people into six different teams. And mm-hmm. it's sort of like they built up on each other. And we did the exercise, the 312.3, a few times to, to arrive at those two different solutions. Oh, okay. So that's about eight people a team or so? Something like that. Interesting. I ask because we'll be facilitating like a 70-person design thinking workshop. And right now I'm thinking for the very, very first activity, which will be user interviews, keeping that really small, like three people. So everyone has a role and no one's like kind of sitting and watching, but then melding groups of three into groups of six. And then so like six people throughout the rest of the day. So that means like 12-ish groups, you know, but I think it might be a little bit less people too. So I think it'll work out, but yeah, the smaller, the better with those kinds of large groups. Mm -hmm. And then figuring out how to relay findings back to the group at large. One question, too, that came up was how are we recording and documenting stuff throughout the day? How did you handle that? Was that a thing in some of your other engagements? So for each one of the solutions, we basically assigned a team captain. And for each of the smaller groups, there was also like a lead who was essentially in charge of just capturing what that group did. Oh. And so the three teams ended up having like a team captain and they're the ones who captured essentially like the prototype that we wanted to move forward with. Hmm. I'll have to pick your brain on that a little bit more. <laughs> I think I need to be more explicit though as to like assigning a role probably be best. People need to be told what to do in these scenarios when there's like so many people, mm-hmm. especially there's only, it's only a day, so... The less, like, where do I go questions, the better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This will be my first time doing something this big, so I'm going to learn a lot. (laughs) There's a part of me that wonders, like, how much, like, sort of running design sprints of, like, running a design sprint. Each individual one, for me, has been very unique, and the challenges have been very unique. And Mm -hmm. I haven't really faced the same challenges from design sprint to design sprint because yeah. each individual design sprint has sort of like its own goals and what success means and because of the people in them and because they're so small like the types of people that are in the design sprint tend to have a big impact on how the design sprints run but mm-hmm. since you have such a larger group i wonder if that like larger group will have an impact 
in a way, or if it's getting to a point where you can be a little more general because you have such a larger group. Yes, I think, <laughs> I think, yes, <laughs> um, setting the, the objective, like I know that the, the goal of this isn't necessarily to transform every individual person into becoming a, you know, it's just really just exposing people who aren't normally exposed to or who know about design exercises and like design mm. thinking in general. So I know that it will be a good day when people feel exhausted and that they've learned something and everyone's just kind of in a good mood because they weren't confused a lot of the time and they've met people they, they don't normally work with and they can walk away telling someone else about it mm-hmm. and be like, hmm, have you heard about design thinking? And then <laughs> that would be like my ultimate goal. Just saying one thing that they've, they've, that they've learned <laughs> someone else. So we're going to hit the first three parts of the design thinking process, which is the first part is, you know, empathy. So talking to users, kind of hearing what they say, what they feel, what they think. So first part, empathy. Second part, defining the problem, taking what you've heard and then being like, what do they want to do and how do we provide that for them? And and then the third part is ideation. So we're stopping at ideation, but if you were to keep going, you would do, you know, prototype, test and learn, rinse, repeat. So it's interesting because the ideation part, this was a really big reason why they wanted to do this, is to generate as many ideas as possible. But the ideation part is not happening until maybe like three hours in. And the first quick pushback was, I'm sad that this is happening so late in the day. Like, is it possible to move it up? And I mean, you have to ideate on something. You have to be clear as to what you're ideating on. You can't just put 70 people in a room and just give them pens and paper and just say, go. There are no constraints. What do you mean? (laughs) I mean, if you just gave them pens and papers, there's no constraints. There's no direction. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. I was like, you need constraints. I know that like it's, <laughs> it sounds very idealistic. It sounds cool to be able to just be like, it's like beautiful mind this and just throw everything up on a wall, you know? And like, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. And it made sense why someone would say that, you know, like, why can't we do this sooner? So I think that's going to be an interesting point that I need to kind of keep adding some color to in terms of why it's really important to be able to get everyone on the same page before we start drawing anything. Cause that would be a disaster (laughs) if we just started with ideation, like on what, you know, I mean, we can give a prompt, but still it's, it's really confusing without any kind of backstory as to why this prompt is even here. And I feel like people need to kind of come to their own conclusions in these kinds of things. Is there something that you could like feed to them beforehand and that's trusting like 70 people to read something or if you watch something, which <laughs> I wish. no one can see you shaking your head, <laughs> wide-eyed, <laughs> grinning. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. No one's going to do same that. Time, <laughs> at the same time, though, I want them to interview people because 80, 90% of these, of these people don't have any design experience at all. Like that's just not in their daily thing. They're not working on the product directly. So I think it would be good to practice interviewing users and things of that nature. I think the problem statement part is going to be the hardest part. Do you have any any tips for that? Any tips for getting a group of people to come together on a problem statement? 
with guidance, but not like someone completely holding their hand like every step of the way. So are you talking about creating a problem statement or like converging on a problem statement? Or like both? converging on one. Like I'm thinking like having a Mad Lib style worksheet that's just fill in the blanks mm-hmm. and everyone fills in the blanks. The eyes a blank, I want to blank so that I blank. Yeah. And then leaving it to them, the group of six to decide upon after reviewing everyone's words, like which ones make the most sense and which one they want to agree on. I feel like that could work okay. Like what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say like if you have that Mad Lib style thing after they post all of them up just have have them do some silent voting mm-hmm. oh i gotta get the dots yeah <laughs> bring on the dots bring on the dots <laughs> yeah i think that's good it should be interesting is each group going to have their own problem statement pretty much yeah so it's group by group as opposed to everyone has the same problem statement and you're all solving the same thing it's to generate as many ideas as possible so and I would imagine that a lot of the problem statements will sound kind of similar. Mm-hmm. So they're also inviting some users to That's this cool. workshop, which is freaking awesome. So we'll have people floating around to actually use the product. So the idea is to break out into groups of three where there's a user in every group of three. So there's a user being interviewed by someone, which will provide questions mm-hmm. as starters and then there will be there will be a recorder as well, and we'll, we'll provide a worksheet for that too, just kind of prompting like what kinds of things to listen for. Yeah, and then groups of three will merge into group of six. So there they'll kind of converge on what they've learned to start forming like, oh, you heard this, I heard that. Like, oh, let's let's cluster these, and then from there that group will make a problem statement based on like what they've heard. It's like design thinking with training wheels. I know. It's so fun. (laughs) I really liked writing it out. I feel like there's probably a lot of collateral that you could create from this that you could duplicate and share with people across everywhere. Yeah. I'm inspired by your... um, The skill self-evaluation. Yeah. (laughs) That was such a cool worksheet. I might take that aesthetic, Kyle, and break it out into other stuff. Cool. Anyway, those are the kinds of things I've been noodling on. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm really excited. We're going to learn a lot. The hope after this exercise is that we kind of go back with their core team and us and we kind of go through a lot of the collateral and figure out what we want to tackle in 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be pretty, it's a really cool way to figure out as a company what your next steps are. Yeah, I'm interested to see involved. how that goes and what they decide to do and how they decide it. Yeah, me too. I think we're going to do um, like wedding seating chart style of like just assigning people into groups. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to have yeah. to, right? Yeah. Especially if you want like if one third of the group is users, yeah. I assume there's like another third and another third of like different types of people that you'll want to like yep. make sure they're spread out across each individual group. Yeah. I mean, because like you can do that a couple ways. I imagine like giving them on their name tags like a certain color and then being like when you go off into groups of three you cannot have more than this one color like that's like in an ideal world where everything works out yeah you know i'm sure there'd be more colors than others and that probably wouldn't so i think what we're saying is just no thought 
in terms of who do I work with? Just like, here's your number. Go find the person with this number. <laughs> that's it. Like, <laughs> The less they need to do and the more you've already planned, I think the easier it'll go during that day. Oh, yeah. And there's one thing I can do. I can like really think through like seating charts. <laughs> seating charts. <laughs> if that's one thing. <laughs> so just a kind of anticipating. But then again, who knows? I'm also picturing like a big, it's in a hotel, I think. So it's like one of those big rooms. Mm-hmm. So that should look pretty beige, I think. Yeah. Curious about that. Nice. I see a lot of beige in my future. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I got to think of something colorful to wear to offset the... <laughs> the beige? The beige. But it has to like go with the beige. Like you can stand out. It does? Out. Yeah. You don't want to like... No, no. Clash. I definitely want to clash. <sighs> it's like all I want to do. While they're doing design exercises, are you going to like put on ballroom music? I think music is a really good idea. I should ask about that, about the um, PA system and stuff. I'm going to write this down on a piece of paper that I'll <laughs> never see again. <laughs> I'm assume that if you have a group of 70 people that you need some sort of PA system to like well, direct mean, to like, them put... and talk to them. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> just put... I mean like directing, pumping music, <laughs> pumping tunes. DJ Jacqueline in the house. <laughs> I've been trying to find my DJ name for a long time. DJ Pumpin' Tunes. DJ Pumpin' Tunes. <laughs> I don't have one yet. We can workshop I, that. Uh, okay. That'd be interesting. Problem statement around DJ name. As a person, <laughs> I want a DJ name so that I can dominate the airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that instead of like kicking off the whole workshop with like, this is the problem, you're just going to be like, okay, so... We were going to do this, and that's probably important, but there's something that's more important, and that's my DJ name. So (laughs) we're all going to take half of the day to figure this out. (laughs) Might do that instead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Kyle, once it starts and I start talking, I mean, that's it. Who knows what comes out? Right. (laughs) Maybe, should I wear sunglasses, like, throughout the whole whole day? (laughs) I feel like maybe... You either have two ways of going about it. Like you can either go in like super business professional or Mm -hmm. like go in there stereotypical creative type. I think I might do halvesies. Halvesies? I've been digging the business pants. Like business pants, like (laughs) business on the bottom party on the top. (laughs) I have just the pants for that. Do you have the shoes to match? Yes. Dude, I'll wear like combat boots, business pants, party <laughs> top. I'm ready. This is amazing. I don't know why I haven't thought about my That's outfit just sooner. Eclectic. You need to go with like super business shoes, business socks, okay. business pants. Oh, yeah. And then okay. crazy top, sunglasses, some wild headgear. Sun hat. It is. Sun hat. <laughs> like floppy beach hat. Oh my God. I'm ready. Why haven't I thought of this before? <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if all of us like had a uniform? Not like a you know, not like a capital U uniform, but like, you know, I'm gonna think about this. Maybe you should just wear a tracksuit. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the power, the like power business suit tracksuit. 
just this, gonna say, this is an opportunity bring the breakaway for, pants for yeah this is so one of my dream swag thoughtbot things is like yeah. just bright red tracksuit with the thoughtbot logo on it sweatbands <laughs> oh yeah you gotta have matching sweatbands like a sprint i think you need to do both headband and wristbands like you gotta go yeah all out have you ever seen royal time bombs Yes, this is so. It's like Ben Stiller's <laughs> yes. outfit, like every day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm so ready. All right, I'm writing down Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just invite him too. Oh man, I bet if I had a personal objective, talk about goals for the year, to tweet at. If I tweeted at like 150 celebrities, I would probably get at least one reply. One time my friend tweeted at Robert Downey Jr. and was like, yo, we're having a barbecue this weekend. You should come. <laughs> and he 100% replied That's amazing. to her and said, thanks for the invite, but I can't make it. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Anyway, what are, you, what are you doing next week? Same thing I do every week. Try, Try. to take over the world. <laughs> Goal, take over world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've got one-on-ones and interviews and a little bit of time to work on our website and potentially other things. And that's about it. Fun. Yeah. That's great. That's like my every week. Sounds great. It's pretty cool. Very similar too. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. I'm going to London on Saturday for two weeks, helping out the uh, studio out there with some stuff. I'm going to, Drink some beer and eat some uh, some food and walk around as well yeah. when I'm not at the office. So I'm excited. Should be good. London's a good time. Yeah, I've never been. You should also drink some tea. Oh, I'm already like miles ahead. Yeah. I like do that all the time in the afternoon. I'm like good to go. So fair warning, there's not very many tea drinkers in our London office and it's very disappointing. Oh, well, I'll be the only one then. Yeah. It's fine. We all know I was British in a past life. George knows this. <laughs> it's a running joke. It's not a joke, though. It's true. So yeah. it can't be a joke if it's true. Yeah. True. <laughs> I think we've gone off the rails. Oh, yeah. Jump the shark. It's gone. Yep. Should we wrap things up? I think so. Okay. This episode has been episode... 83. <laughs> you can find... It's been so long. <laughs> I know. New year, new us. New year, new us. Same Same. crappy outro. Yep. (laughs) Tweet at us at tentative... FM. FM. (laughs) You can email us at hosts... At tentative.fm. And rate us on iTunes. .fm. (laughs) This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. Join our team dedicated to creating products people love to use. With open positions at our studios in Boston, New York, San Francisco, Austin, London, and Raleigh-Durham, come discover a better way to work.